630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you down at Rexall Place. The Edmonton Oilers, the Toronto Maple Leafs. In this hour, the talented uh, radio analyst of the Maple Leafs, Jim Ralph. We will also hear from Cam Talbot in conversation with Jack Michaels. An update from the Oilers farm team. Jerry Fleming will join us out of Bakersfield. We'll hear from Edmonton Oilers' Justin Schultz back in the lineup as well. Uh, this uh, second hour of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money in providing true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Well, if you listen to Maple Leaf broadcasts, you get yourself uh, an analyst who's uh, funny, uh, plugged in, and intelligent. All of the things that are currently lacking on the Oilers broadcast. Pleased to be joined on the line by uh, Maple Leafs radio analyst Jim Ralph. Jim, how are you doing? Bobby, I don't know where you read that online, but uh, you might want to check the source on it. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to be with you on this. I remember, uh, and I'm going to go back a few years, because, uh, you know, Andy Moog's in the house today. And yeah, I, yeah, I actually saw him. And I think you and Daryl Ray, if I recall correctly, were at yeah, Annie Moog's golf tournament. Obviously, you guys were having a good time. I was listening to the Dan Russell show. Yeah, and I know what you're going to say, and it was not me, it was Daryl Ray. Whatever, <laughs> the, whatever the inappropriate remarks were, it was Daryl Ray. No, no, no. On this, show, on this show, you're allowed to say the seven words that George Garland said you couldn't say on TV once in a while. Things are changing. Aren't we getting a little bit more open-minded with being politically incorrect in terms of what you can say? Oh, uh, no. I, I think that door has been slammed shut a while ago. Okay, good to know. Uh, Jim, uh, it has been an interesting, never a dull moment over the course of about the last calendar year with the Maple Leafs organization. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, and yet, I mean, I think everybody knew it was headed in this direction and that there were certain things had to be done. Um, you know, you can talk about rebuilds, but I think in Toronto, what we've seen or what we knew going into the season, uh, the teardown was going to be as delicate and as important as any kind of rebuild. So, uh, there was, you know, dismantling the core, and it wasn't one player that was responsible for a game seven collapse in Boston or a two and fourteen finish uh, that saw them fall out of the playoffs, or you know what we saw last year in the second half. But as a group, it didn't work as a core here in Toronto, and uh, you know now is the, the delicate part of trying to dismantle it and free up cap space and, and look at who you're going to bring in. Um, I give them credit for, for what they've been able to do, and, and that's what a lot of people thought were impossible, which included Kessel, David Clarkson, and, uh, you know, moving beyond enough that that was in their, uh, their plans, and, and they've been able to do it, which I think is, is commendable for the teardown part. So they're halfway there. still... Allow me to suggest oh, there, there, yeah. you got a lot of work still to do, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know what, Phil, if it, if it was a teardown, Phil was uh, the kitchen. You know, he, he just blew the kitchen out. Um, then you're probably getting more to the uh, uh, the structure in the basement and the, the foundation uh, with Theon Phenos, who, by the way, I think grew a lot in his time here. I think he was probably, if there was a mistake, it was naming him captain after only a couple of months in the league uniform. Um, you know, I, I think... 
he did the best he could under these circumstances. Took a lot of heat uh, for everything that went on here, but um, uh, I, don't, I don't think for the people that love to point at him and say he was the reason. I think that's completely inaccurate. We're joined by Jim Ralph. This is our Around the NHL segment for World Floor Carverings, stressing about stains and accidents on your carpet. It's a thing of the past with LifeGuard waterproof carpet backing from Shaw Floors. Be confident your home is clean and fresh with LifeGuard carpet from Shaw Floors. For more details, visit worldfloorcoverings.com. All right, so uh, they've washed the scent of Dion Phaneuf, at least in the short term. Um, I've got time for Dion. He came out of the Southside Athletic Club in Edmonton. I, I think he is what he is. He's been a, a good number two NHL defenseman. I think people thought he might be number one, but he's been a pretty good number two D-man. Kessel is gone. Um, the Leafs tonight, though, Jim, fair to say some challenges, especially down the middle, without Bozak, who's had a bounce back here, and Nazem Kadri. Yeah, and that's it's always been their, sort of their downfall, even when they've had a healthy lineup as offense, and uh, their team, they came back in uh, against Boston. They were down 3-1 in the third period and came back and won the game in overtime. All three goals were point shots that were redirected in front. Um, you know, with uh, all due respect to the highlight reels you've got going here in, in Edmonton, uh, that, that's basically the lead highlight reel offensively. It's, uh, it's every cliche and adage you can come up with from getting pucks deep to traffic in front to getting pucks through. Uh, that's the only way they've been able to do it in some ways. Uh, it's been acceptable for them to work harder. Uh, you know, that, that seems to be an acceptable start under Mike Babcock. Uh, but they don't wow too many teams with uh, end-to-end with rushes. Um, for other fans that are coming to the game, you know, it's, it, it, I, I, I am going to ask you one question. It's a little bit self-indulgent on, on my part. But as you know, I mean, Dion Phaneuf's an Edmonton guy. Uh, Joffrey Lupel out of uh, Fort Saskatchewan still does a golf yep. tournament every year here. Uh, in Edmonton, I, I actually see that event. He, it's remarkable. He's done it for about eight or nine years, and, and they still haven't been able to find a better MC for it. You would have thought by now they could have, you know, Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, or John Sexsmith. One of those guys would have been available on that day, but they're stuck and they couldn't get anybody better. Uh, is are, are the days numbered potentially for Lupul as well? He's 32 years of age. He's got two years left, or is this just a short-term injury and you, you expect him back at some point? Uh, yeah, I, I expect him back. And I think the other thing is, in, in uh, fairness to John Fredupel, he's, you know, with the guys he's played with, it's been more of a third-line role. Um, you know, so it, I don't think you look at the production of being down and, and where he was four or five years ago, and, and those should be the expectations. I I think he was, uh, he's sort of been slotted into a, a specific role, which is more shut down, grind it out. And uh, and he's done that, you know. And I don't think uh, Mike Babcock's had any problem with uh, the way Joffrey Lupo has performed. But I just think it's it's one of those guys that as your career moves on, uh, your goal uh, changes. And uh, I think uh, I think Joffrey Lupo's done it uh, commendable. Uh, who should uh, order fans tonight from a Maple Leafs perspective? I mean, Morgan Riley's obviously a player of interest. Who else should uh, the fans have their eye on? Yeah, I'd say Morgan Riley, Jake Gardner's another kid that, uh, uh, you know, they're good friends, young defensemen coming up, but uh, they're both kids that have that, that, you know, that X factor for a defenseman, which is the ability to move the puck or jump into the rush and, and uh, at times make something exciting happen. Um, and how much excitement in Toronto over William Nylander and Mitch Marner? And is there, in fact, a little bit too much discussion about those guys and not enough about the current team? 
Well, I know there's the Internet now and Twitter and everything, but I finished my career in the American League for the Leafs the last two years. No, Nobody had a clue we were even there. You know, so so I think there might be a sign of the times with uh, uh, social media. I, I mean, you want to build, but, um, you know, I, I don't know too many teams that uh, have rebuilt simply because of what they have in the American hockey. League. And I, I was there long enough to know. <laughs> Well, that's because you were infinitely more skilled, talented, uh, had greater uh, character, discipline, and all those sort of things than I did because I, I couldn't advance out of bitch double A. Uh, oh, yeah, dis- di- discipline was my big thing. Was that was that really sort of what carried you over the top? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, was, that was my trademark quality there. Jim Ralph joining us, Maple Leafs radio analyst. Uh, he, along with uh, Joe Bowen, two of the longtime Toronto-based media legends. Jonathan Bernier, uh, James Reimer. This is an area that you have got some... Uh, some experience because you would have watched a lot of some really good goalies when you were on the bench in the American Hockey League back it up. <laughs> uh, this is interesting because Bernier's got the deal carrying forward for another year. Reimer's an unrestricted free agent. Are they going to get this? Do you think they'll resign him or what do you think is going to happen here with James Reimer? Well, and, and, and talking to Reimer in Ottawa uh, last weekend, he basically said, I told my agent, I don't, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to hear about it. I just want to play it. So I, I don't think uh, there are discussions. Um, you know, Reimer's saying, look, I'm, I'm not giving you a line. Um, you know, I just want to concentrate on this year. So, I mean, and it, it's great to say uh, somebody wants to move on or trade somebody or move somebody, but there's got to be a market. And uh, as good as James Reimer has been this year and the numbers have been good, um, missed, you know, six, seven weeks with an injury, Um you know, which makes the sample size a little smaller than you'd like at this time of year. But um, you know, I think both of them have sort of suffered what uh, Mike Condon and the Times uh, Tukarski and Ben Spearman's have faced in Montreal, where um, the goaltending is going to be under a spotlight because of how few goals they score at the other end. So every goal you give up either becomes one where you've got to have it, which means it was stoppable, to you need a big save, which means it wasn't stoppable. But now every goal and two-one losses, and, and Bernier's last start was a one nothing loss in Tampa Bay. Uh, these these guys now get over-scrutinized, I think, uh, because every goal against is a potential game killer. So uh, I think they've done a pretty good job uh, for guys that haven't had a whole lot of offensive support. Bernie H first seven games of the year, they scored seven goals, and yet they weren't getting the goals they needed. So that's uh, that's pretty good for forwards that aren't doing well. Well, yeah, well I, I don't know. What's wrong with a run support of one goal per game? Like, uh, you got to find <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, even uh, uh, you know, they had some 2-1 shootout losses as well mixed in there. So, uh, you know, it's... Um, like I said, it's it's like Montreal. You can talk about Carey Price, who is arguably the best goaltender in the game. Uh, but Carey Price still has a goals against average of over one. Yes. So it, um, it, it it sort of can blend in and cause other problems when you don't have them back there. But uh, at the end of the day, everybody else is still going to do their jobs at the other end of the ice. Jim, I'd be remiss without asking you about uh, we, when we went to Toronto. And the orders were awful. That was one of their... The game in Toronto, the game in Montreal, the game in Carolina, and obviously the game against the Islanders, which I've just thrown out the window. But they've had four horrendous road games this season. Uh, The Oilers did not have Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid will play tonight for uh, Edmonton. How much interest is there back in Toronto uh, getting a chance to see McDavid play? Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the injury was uh, was not only tough for the Oilers to take, but I think for for people around the league, I mean, I think there there was such excitement that, 
you know, could he live up to uh, to what the hype was? So I, I think it's a, it's very important. I think a lot of people uh, in Toronto, the, the PB broadcast that goes back, they're going to be good to it as, you know, maybe the, uh, the most entertaining or at least sought after uh, game to view in, uh, in this road trip for sure. Uh, this uh, final text, Jim, you'll find this interesting. It comes in from Epstein's mother. Dear Bob, can you uh, check on Jim's availability in the months of May and June when uh, both the Oilers and the Leafs are likely to be done? It looks like we found a better potential host than the one currently doing the show. Thank you very much, Epstein's mother. You're the best. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. Jim Ralph. It is 118 in Edmonton. Let's do this. Uh, We're going to hook up Brendan Ulrich right away here and get to NHL Today. It is brought to you by Kentwood Ford. Relationships with Oilers past and present, including Taylor Hall and Neil Yakupov. Here is Brendan Ulrich with NHL Today. Uh, We have eight other games around the league tonight. Bob, the LA Kings are in Brooklyn. uh, Second game of their seven-game road trip. Game one went pretty good. Uh, They smashed Boston 9-2. Christian Erhoff, by the way, clearing waivers uh, for the Kings today. Surprised by that, Bob? Uh, A lot of teams tight against the cap. A lot of teams sitting at, uh, you know, 48-49 contracts. I will say this. Bob McKenzie from TSN, and we know how plugged in Bob is, along with Darren Drager and Pierre Lebrun and guys like that from TSN and Elliot Friedman, who we have on our show here. Um, he said, don't be, you know, he, he sort of inferred via Twitter that maybe there's a potential trade that could be made, uh, and I think that is possible. I do think Erhoff could, he's not the player he once was, but he could probably help a team looking for a third-pairing guy that can move the puck. So maybe a trade makes more sense uh, for the L.A. Kings. Again, teams looking to trade contracts at this time of the year because they got some challenges. The Islanders a point up on the Pens for third in the Metro. Uh, we have Buffalo in Philadelphia tonight. The Flyers are struggling at the wrong time. They've lost uh, two in a row to fall six points out of a playoff spot. Anaheim and Columbus, the Ducks on fire. They've won seven of their last eight. Ryan Getzlav as well heating up. He has ten points in that span. The Blue Jackets have a point in six of their last seven. Colorado in uh, Ottawa. Dion Phaneuf uh, played 21-42 in his Sens debut last night and was Minus one tonight. He'll make his home debut. The Avs are 0-3 and one since the All Star break. They do hold hold down a wild card spot right now. Uh, the Wild they're trying to catch Colorado. They are home to Washington tonight. One nine and two are the Wild in their last twelve. They're two points back of the Avs. Uh, the Caps have won four straights. Winnipeg home to Boston. The Jets have won two in a row, but they're still seven points back of a wild card spot. Jets in town on Saturday. Dallas in uh, Chicago. Patrick Sharp and Johnny Oduya returning to Chicago for the first time. Artemi Panarin will miss, uh, may miss rather his second game in a row due to an illness. And Calgary will have their big gunners back tonight after serving as healthy scratches. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan back in the lineup as they play the San Jose Sharks. Uh, what else is going on? HL. Well, there's an injury first. Uh, Tampa Bay defenseman Jason Garrison oh. expected to miss three to five weeks of the lower body injury. And the Lightning were already looking for a D-man. Matthew Carl, a uh, couple years left in his deal. He's struggling. Uh, they're going to have to insert him in the short term, but there's been some challenges there. You wonder if uh, they look at perhaps having some interest at some stage in adding a, a guy that can maybe play as a four for now and possibly in their third pairing come crunch time. We'll wait and see with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Where else do you want to go, Brennan? Uh, how, about, how about the Bakersfield Connors getting a couple of wins? 
Yeah, back-to-back wins. Wins uh, Rob Klinkhammer scored twice in a 4-2 win over uh, San Diego last night. Uh, we'll talk with Jerry Fleming here shortly, but uh, they do play in Ontario tomorrow night. Okay. Oil Kings in action at home on Saturday against uh, Lethbridge. Uh, we'll have Captain Brandon Baddock on the show tomorrow. Okay. And uh, what's going on with your Golden Bears, Bob? Big weekend for them. They can clinch second uh, spot in the Canada West and at least a bye in the opening round of the playoffs if they sweep Mount Royal. Um, but uh, Mount Royal's one point ahead of them right now. Bears have got much better goal differential this year, but Mount Royal's got a decent team. They're well coached. They added Connor Rankin, who uh, was at uh, the Oilers' uh, rookie camp and tried his plight in uh, the ECHL for a while and eventually ended up uh, back uh, in going the CIS route. And uh, so we'll see how the Alberta Golden Bears, the two-time defending national champs, end up doing. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration for the census, with three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, Downtown, and Southside. You can text us at 630-630 and email us, orders now, at 630chad.com, presented by Homes by Evie. 123 at Edmonton. Uh, we'll either hear from Justin Schultz or Cam Talbot when we come back on orders now. Hi, this is Taylor Hall from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. Taylor Hall having some uh, challenges of late. Doesn't have a point in his last three games, nor does Leon Dreisaitl. They need to get it turned around uh, tonight when the Oilers play the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's presented by, in part, by the fine folks at ATB Financial. ATB Financial for the Mavericks and the Dreamers are rewards-based. Crowdfunding platform Alberta Boost with an R helps entrepreneurs and small businesses raise money, test ideas, and gain exposure. Learn more at albertabooster.ca. Let's do this. Uh, uh, let's hear from Justin Schultz. Uh, Bree, we have a two-minute window here. and Let's uh, spend a little time with him. He is back in the lineup tonight. He'll play uh, on a pairing with Darnell Nurse. Well, Justin, uh, in the press box for a game, this has been a, an interesting year for you. What, do you take anything out of that experience watching your players play? I mean, was it frustrating for you? Was it a learning experience? What exactly transpired? Uh, yeah, it's definitely frustrating. You want to be in the lineup, but, uh, you know, it was understood. I need to be better. Um, you know, I get that opportunity tonight. What have they focused, uh, you know, asked you to focus in on in terms of improving your game? Just overall, uh, defensively, offensively, just being a factor out there. And, uh, you know, I know I have it in me, so hopefully I can show that tonight. You, uh, you know, you certainly produced offensively for a couple of years here. As there was a greater impetus to, on defense, and do, do you think that's maybe affected? You've been so focused on trying to make sure that you engage physically one-on-one in your own zone and win battles. Has that maybe affected the confidence level and what you could do offensively? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I've been, like you said, so focused on trying to improve my defense of game if it's maybe taken away from from my offensive game but um, you know I think I just gotta you know go out there and play I know how to play this game I played for a long time it's uh, you know it's nothing new just gotta you know have confidence and make some plays do you hear any of the outside noise like your name is a name that gets mentioned once in a while is, uh, for trades and that sort of thing I mean do, would you worry about that all that at all or do you just kind of go for the floor there no I, I try to you know stay away from that stuff the Twitter stuff um, all that uh, you know just go out and play uh, hopefully tonight uh, I can show what I got. Can one game make a difference in in watching from the press box? Do you feel differently at all? Yeah, watching uh, from up top it, it cuts, slows the game down a bit. You kind of see things that you don't see when when you're playing. Uh, you know, so it's always good to to get up there and hopefully it'll help me out. People look at that as a as a wake up call from outside in. They look at it you getting a wake up call. How do you look at a one game? 
uh, stay in the press box like that? Yeah, it's it's a wake up call. Um, you know, it's also an opportunity for me to to watch and and uh, see what I have to do out there and, and get my game back together. Did it get you off guard? Were you very surprised by it? Or did you sense maybe something was coming? No, it's, you know, I wasn't good enough. And, um, you know, we got other guys that, that can step in. So, uh, yeah, uh, I kind of saw it coming a little bit, I guess, yeah. How do you... How do you open- I was going to ask, how do you tune stuff out? Like, are you doing anything different that you usually did, like not go on social media versus like not watch television? Uh, yeah, I don't really <laughs> don't watch uh, too much Sports Center uh, times like these. But yeah, just you know, staying away from uh, from Twitter as much as I can. It's hard, but uh, as much as I can, I'll, I'll stay off that. It's been a tough go for Justin Schultz, uh, the player again responsible for a large percentage of. Uh, his own fortune or lack thereof, but you can, the hesitancy in, in Justin's voice, you can certainly feel a, a sense of uh, almost resignation from Schultz. Anyhow, 129 in Edmonton off to a 630 Chad News weather traffic update. We'll get an update from the farm. Jerry Fleming from Bakersfield. Jack Michaels in conversation with Cam Talbot still to come on today's edition of Orders. I'll do a complete reset with the line combos as well.